When the world began, we were nothing but microbes and muck. But life perseveres. Life finds a way to grow, to thrive, to flourish, even in the harshest of conditions. We have always found a way to survive. Consider how, and more importantly, why. Why our ancestors survived long enough to reproduce, to bring us into the world. It has always taken a village. It has always required a family. There is nothing more important, especially when seasons and circumstances change, than family. We, as a species, need each other. This is nothing new in the animal kingdom. Many species form tight family bonds which last forever, even beyond death. Elephants, for example, are well documented to grieve and mourn their dead, to annually visit the bones of their fallen family members, to remember elephants never forget. But humans do. We, as a society, seem to have forgotten this simple truth. We have forgotten how we got here. We have forgotten who we are. So this holiday season, let us take a moment to remember our past, to envision our future and the futures of our children. Let us never forget the importance of family. Let us cherish the moments we have together because we never know how many more we will have. Capture these moments. They are what provide, at least to my understanding, the closest thing to the meaning of life. Hug your loved ones. Tell them how much they mean to you. Remind them that you would not be you without them in your life. As our planet completes yet another orbit around the sun, take a moment to look up and remember the pale blue dot. This is all we have. It's all we've ever had. And until our civilization spreads to other worlds, to settle new lands on distant planets and moons. It's all we will have. Us, here, now. Be an elephant, never forget. And remind others not to forget too, because too many of us do. Happy holidays from the ghost of Carl Sagan. I love you. there neighbor it's me your friendly neighborhood storyteller and I'd like to tell you a story if I may let me just take off my shoes and change into my sweater oh we can't forget to feed the fish huh? okay we're all settled now aren't we let's go on a little adventure together shall we once upon a time there was a little boy he loved his family very much, but didn't quite know how to express it meaningfully. He had trouble in school, you see, and all of his teachers said the very same thing. He's so bright. He has so much potential. We're just struggling to understand why he doesn't apply himself so he can succeed in life. 
Well, I thought to myself, that child is special. Special children, that's a nice way to say what they used to call us. But we're all special in our own way, aren't we? I think so. This child didn't know how to communicate in the same ways that others do. He communicated in other ways, such as music. He found solace on the keys of a piano. To him, they were better at communicating his feelings than with words. He liked to play the piano, and he liked to play dress up with his sisters. He only had sisters, um, and his parents got divorced when he was very young. So his father wasn't around very much. He only got to see his father every other weekend. It seemed to him that their family wasn't good enough. So everybody went on their own ways and made their new families. But the little boy never forgot about his real family. It wasn't there anymore. And that made him sad inside. Do you ever feel sad about feelings like that? Feelings are important. And it took a long time for that boy to realize that he eventually got to know his father and his father helped him grow up into a man. His mother abandoned him when he was a teenager and the boy became homeless, spending his restless nights on the streets, sleeping on park benches and in parking lots, wherever he could find. One night he slept on the beach under a boardwalk and he woke in the morning covered in bug bites. It was then that he understood the old adage, don't let the bed bugs bite. He didn't have a bed anymore, but thankfully he had some good friends to give him shelter and a nice warm place to sleep. He struggled for many years and it was only because of the wisdom of his father and the kindness of his friends that he eventually became a man. When he became a man at last, it was because of his father. The rest of his family had abandoned him. He wasn't their family anymore. There were many times when that young man wanted to die. He tried to take his own life many times, but was never successful. He became thankful for that. He became more thankful than ever for his father and his good friends and his new partner, another lost boy who he fell in love with. He knew his mother would be disgusted by the love he found, which is why he never looked back. His new family was better. It wasn't perfect, but it had the one thing that his mother could never provide unconditional love. Love is supposed to be unconditional, isn't it? Thought the boy to himself. He grew to learn that it's not. He learned that a family is what you make it. He learned to love the family that you choose. After seeing so many of his long lost brothers exiled from their own families come to the same conclusion. A family is very important. It doesn't matter if it's the one that you're born with or the one that you choose. We all need a family. And he had finally found his. While he didn't get to celebrate Christmas anymore, 
with all the presents under the tree, he learned an important lesson about life. It was never about me. He said, it was always about we. And he found home. He grew old. He never had any children of his own. But he used his time to teach others what he learned and everyone became his chosen family. He loved the entire world unconditionally and learned to forgive those that hurt him. He built a bigger table for everybody to sit at like his Nana would have wanted. And it grew and grew. This table is for you too, he said. And he drank and feasted for Christmas before going to bed. That was when the sugar plums once again danced in his head. He had sweet dreams because he finally understood what life means. Christmas, joy, and cheer. With love from the ghost of Mr. Rogers. I like you just the way you are. And that's just a different way to say I love you. We stand here today on the shoulders of those that came before us to share this timeless message of love and unity that society appears to want to be lost to the ages. I stand here today as a reminder to every family, to every lost child, that you are love. I have had a dream, and I know uh, this episode may not be what it seems. Let us remember what family means, like we are all family. We are all children of Africa. We are all children of God. We are all sacred. And let no man stand before us and tell us otherwise. In the Gospel of Thomas it is written, Jesus said, If those who lead you say to you, See, the kingdom is in the sky, then the birds of the sky will precede you. If they say to you, It is in the sea, and the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is inside of you, and it is outside of you. When you come to know yourselves, then you will become known. And you will realize that it is you who are the sons of the living Father. But if you will not know yourselves, you dwell in poverty, and it is you who are that poverty. Jesus said, Ma, the man old in days will not hesitate to ask a small child seven days old about the place of life. And he will live, for many who are first will become last, and they will become one and the same. Jesus said, Recognize what is in your sight, and that which is hidden from you will become plain to you. For there is nothing hidden which will not become manifest. I am the Holy Ghost of Dr. Martin Luther King. And I say to you now, let freedom ring. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. In Jesus' name, amen.
Christmas in an alternate universe. Once upon a time in an alternate universe where the unexpected was the norm, the Johnson family prepared for their Christmas celebration. In this peculiar world, Santa Claus was not, let's say, not quite the same, while he was still a man with a flair for the extravagant and a penchant for the unexpected. The Johnsons, like any other archetypal happy family, gathered around their cozy fireplace in their festively decorated living room. Mom, Dad, Timmy, and little Susie exchanged laughter and warm wishes as they placed their carefully wrapped presents under the twinkling tree. Excitement hung in the air, and the children's eyes sparkled with the anticipation of catching a glimpse of Santa Claus in action. As the clock struck midnight, Timmy and Susie, unable to contain their curiosity, tiptoed downstairs to see if they could spot the legendary gift giver. To their amazement, they heard a thud coming from Shit. the chimney, and a figure clumsily descended, landing on the hearth with a oh, less than graceful I'm gonna sue these motherfuckers. To their surprise, Santa wasn't exactly the jolly, rotund fellow they had imagined. So Instead, a familiar face greeted them, a face that belonged to none other than Donald Trump, clumsily disguised by a cheap fake beard and adorned in a red suit and white fur trim. Oh, hello Tommy and Tina. It's tremendous to see you. Santa exclaimed, getting their names wrong from the start. The children, still wide-eyed, offered Santa the customary cookies and milk and a handful of carrots for the reindeer. However, their joy turned to confusion as Trump disdainfully tossed the treats aside. I don't need this garbage, okay? I got the best treats at Mar-a-Lago. He declared with an air of arrogance. To the children's dismay, the presents he left were far from traditional holiday gifts. And certainly not what they had asked for in their carefully handcrafted letters. Instead of toys and joy, there were business manuals, golf balls, and a framed photo of Trump himself. But you're not Santa Claus. Timmy protested, recognizing the familiar face. Trump, however, insisted, I am Santa. I'm the best Santa you've ever seen, okay? Believe me. This place is a shithole. He continued to insult the Johnson family home, Gross. criticizing the decorations and scoffing at the quaintness of their living room. Cheap calling it a real dump. It's a real dump. Without ceremony, Trump marched out the front door declaring, I'm not going back up that fucking chimney, okay? Your parents should totally fire the maid. The family dog, a plump loving basset hound named Molly came to the door to say hello to the stranger. Gross, get off me. Santa kicked the loving pooch out of his way and slammed the door on his way out. The children sat in the dimly lit room, confused and on the verge of tears, doing the best to comfort Molly. Their once magical Christmas had turned into a bizarre encounter with a Santa Claus they couldn't have fathomed. The commotion woke mom and dad who rushed downstairs to find Timmy and Susie upset. What happened, sweetheart? Mom asked, concern etched on her face. He's not Santa. He's mean and rude. We hate him. We hate Christmas. The children cried in unison, running back upstairs and slamming the doors to their rooms. 
The parents exchanged puzzled glances, wondering how their festive celebration had taken such a strange turn. As the Johnson family struggled to make sense of the bizarre Christmas encounter, they realized that sometimes, even in alternate universes, the true magic of Christmas lay in the warmth of family and the love shared within the walls of their home. And so they set out to make their own holiday magic, leaving behind the curious and awkward visit from the unexpected Santa Claus. The next day, Dad installed a new metal grate over the top of their chimney so that Santa Claus could never disturb their holidays again. And they all lived happily ever after the end. Well, hello, fellow traveler, on this seemingly inconsequential ball of water and dirt called Earth. Thank you for coming to my front porch. Thank you for sitting down for a while on this set of nicely nailed together boards. This was FredBot2000 and not my actual voice. So if you'd like to hear me, head over to Fred's Front Porch Thoughtcast on Patreon. With the warmest wishes from the front porch. There is no them. We are all us. We love you. And happy holidays. This episode was largely generated by Artificial Intelligence. The voices of Carl Sagan, Mr. Rogers, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and Fred Eder were artificially cloned by Eleven. Plus, the script for the hysterical alternate universe story where Donald Trump is Santa Claus was largely written by ChatGPT. No copyright impingement is intended. Oh, hello. I'm Gary. I'm the Starship's Encyclopedia. Would you like to learn more? If so, please visit forgot ho 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 or whatever holy shit uh that episode just donkey kicked me straight in the man tits so hard i'm not crying you're crying i think i just shit my pants let's be honest folks there depends it's fine they're diapers for grown-ups you should try them you'll love them you can shit your pants anywhere you want. It's tremendous, amazing. I also have the best shower chair ever. 
You can buy the official Donald Trump geriatric shower chair on Amazon right now. It's plated in 24 karat gold. It's amazing. Have I told you about my pillow? It kind of sucks, but the guy with the pillow company gave us a bunch of money. So we got to plug him, am I right? Oh, you'll never believe it. Also, we're also selling boner pills now, too. You should buy some. We didn't make them blue because that's for babies. We made them red, white, and blue. America 2024, get yourself a chemically induced boner for America. Fuck yeah. Let's fuck the world up, vote for me. And praise Jesus or whatever the shit stupid rednecks want to hear. I'm gonna go eat 14 Big Macs and take a nap. Good night. Yeah.